relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. If you like America first, then check out our separate podcast, The Battle for 1600, with my former White House colleague, Boris Epstein. Every week, we give you the inside, in-depth analysis of what's really going on. The Battle for 1600. Subscribe today. A Democrat in the White House, a split Senate, Nancy Pelosi holding the House hostage. What do we do now? The only thing we can fight. This is the right presented by the Salem Radio Network, hosted by Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Welcome, dear friends, for our special hour-long treat with my fellow Salem hosts, nationally syndicated, uh, well, what shall we call him? The maven, the master. He is Mike Gallagher. You can stop giggling. I'm trying to be maven. Can I hear the music? This is very serious stuff here, maven Gallagher. Maven Mike. Maven Mike. I Ma- like that. Maven right. Mike. Follow him at Radio Talker Mike. And filmmaker, author, and oh, podcast Superman now on the Salem Radio Network. He's Dinesh D'Souza. Welcome, gentlemen, to Rebuilding the Rights. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you very Thank you much. Okay, so I, I haven't touched upon it much. We had uh, Mark Morgan, former CBP commissioner, in, in the studio for the whole uh, opening hour of the show. We, we have to talk about the events in, in Minnesota. <sighs> A lot of people uh, are blaming the police officer, more than two decades service, uh, thinking she was tasing the individual, even even comedians or alleged comedians like Stephen Colbert thinks this is a, a topic of humor. Let's listen to him and then we'll open up the discussion. This is video cut 10. Stephen, I'm not so funny anymore, Colbert. And while we're at it, why are we tasering so many people? I think it's because when people hear taser, They assume it's harmless because it's non-lethal. But in fact, it's an act of torture to force compliance. What is what is tasering? Does he mean tasing? (laughs) I mean, seriously, act of torture to force compliance. It's about forcing compliance, you cretin. Sorry, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to hand it over. Mike Gallagher, what's the real lesson we draw from this event? Well, there are many lessons, Seb, but but uh, as Rich Lowry wrote this week over at the Post, the New York Post, why is it that police shootings are now leading to rioting and looting on a regular basis in cities all across the country? And this isn't just li- limited to the uh, the Minneapolis suburb. We're seeing marches everywhere. And, of course, peaceful protest is, is, is something that, that America is renowned for. We're seeing a lot of businesses suffering from peaceful protests, aren't we? And, you know, I mean, I I think to an ordinary citizen, the mistake between a taser and a a service revolver is is inexcusable. Um, But 
And I'm also saying this as somebody who's pro-police. I mean, Seb... Oh, I know. Your your Mike's Army, your support of law enforcement has been legendary over the years. Well, we've been so honored to have our listeners, your listeners, Dinesh's fans. We've had people from our whole platform contribute to, to Gallagher's Heroes, the Fallen Officer Fund. We raise money for the families of officers who've been killed in the line of duty. And sadly, there are too many of them. So when the mayor of this community in Minnesota says, I don't even know that officers need weapons uh, all the time for traffic stops. Maybe he didn't see the dash cam video of the New Mexico police officer who was literally um, uh, executed yeah. uh, on the side of the road by a, uh, during a traffic stop. Or this morning, Burleson, Texas, uh, an area that I know after living in Dallas-Fort Worth for a number of years, he was shot multiple times during a traffic stop. So to say that to, to say defund the police or reimagine policing, as former President Obama has said, just how does that work? What does that look like? The reaction is so over the top that normal people don't have a space anymore. Normal voices aren't heard because the extremists are drowning the rest of us out. So there are many, many levels here, Seb, many lessons. And uh, and I think we've got a long way to go before we can get even into even to some common ground over how to move forward. Dinesh, if we listen to their words, and you've you know written so many books, you've uh, written the United States of Socialism, turned it into the movie Trump Card. If we listen to the verbiage of the left, if we defund the police, if we disarm the police, what are the consequences and which communities are going to suffer the worst? Well, there's no question that, you know, poor communities will have it hard, uh, black communities, Latino barrios. I mean, the actual locations of most violent crime will suffer the most. Now, what I find odd about all this is that in the uh, Derek uh, Chauvin case, which is going on in Minnesota now, the prosecution is making an argument, by the way, cheered by the left, which contradicts everything that the left has been saying. If you notice, they're trotting out one police officer after another, all the way to the chief of police. And they're all basically saying, this guy is a bad apple. In other words, they're saying that it is not police procedure to do what Derek Chauvin did. It's not in the manual. You're not supposed to put your knee on someone's neck for nine minutes. So the net effect of laying out this argument, supported by one official after another, is that this is not a systemic problem. This is a problem that you've got a rogue cop who, according to them... So what I'm, I'm only trying to highlight here, the way in which the prosecution's theory is that the problem is with Derek Chauvin. This is a bad cop. And if that's true, it follows that you would want to make sure that you don't have these bad apples on the police force, but you wouldn't logically conclude defund the police because the problem isn't with the system. Now, when you turn to the um, uh, to the um, uh, Dante Wright case, uh, there it becomes a little bit more questionable because it seems to me that the inability to tell the difference between a taser and a gun, admittedly under very um, um, anxious conditions, is an issue of training. Because after all, we do want cops to be able to tell that difference. Uh, and so it could be that in that case, uh, you're dealing with a systemic problem. But again, a systemic problem doesn't mean a racial problem. It simply means a problem with procedures and training so policemen know how to tell the difference between Two, admittedly, two systems of force, but of course very different. One for subduing someone and one for, for snuffing out their life.
But at the end of the day, gentlemen, is there going to have to be a, a crescendo, a, a certain moment where the violence is so out of control? Because we've seen it before, so many times before, the, the need to deploy the National Guard, the need to come with a heavy hammer because things are out of control. Mike, this, this will not end well, will it? No, of course it won't. And I do feel like there's a, a, a huge backlash and, and a, a response from grassroots Americans who listen to us and, to, and to, to, who are hungry for some common sense and some normalcy. Corporate America didn't expect the bash, backlash that they got to their, um, their ill-fated Zoom call this past weekend where they're discussing companies like Delta Airlines and United and Coca-Cola. They're actually talking about ways to punish states like Georgia and there was such a backlash, and, and there is such an awareness, guys. I think there's a, a greater awareness than ever before about the nefarious intentions of the of the far left and and I and and these activists. And I'm and I'm cur- I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged that the House now is hanging on to to Democrat majority by a thread, just a handful of votes. They can't lose more than two Democrats on any significant piece of legislation. We know the Senate is split down the middle. So there there does seem to be a groundswell of opposition to the radical agenda we've been witnessing. And I get encouraged. That's why I get excited about coming to work every day, as I know you guys do, because more and more Americans are seeing their eyes, uh, are having their eyes wide opened. And there is a backlash that we're witnessing in very real time. Dinesh, uh, you are crushing it with your podcast for Salem. Um, are you seeing the same thing? Are you getting feedback? Is America waking up, and are they waking up in enough numbers? I think so, although I think that people are a little confused as to what their call to action is. I mean, certainly we know that there's going to be a midterm in, in a couple of years, and we will want a big turnout because that's when the Democrats stand to lose their majority, both in the House and in the Senate. But in the meantime, we see these blatant double standards. I mean, just today, the Justice Department uh, basically said, we're closing the investigation into the black police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt through the neck. And their reason was, they go, when we look at the very high standard that we have to meet for prosecuting a cop, even the fact that the cop is scared. Uh, in other words, we have to show that the cop acted willfully. We have to show that the cop intended to cause this harm. And as I'm reading through these criteria, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you just change the lens in the camera and apply this to the Dante Wright case, you apply that standard, well, then that cop has nothing to worry about uh, because that standard is so impossibly... So what you really realize is that the federal prosecutors raise the bar when it comes to someone on their side doing something and then lower the bar when it comes to someone on the other side. So you get the sense that the scales of justice keep going up and down. It's almost like the old days in the market where you would sort of put artificial weights on one side of the scales in order to cheat your customer, except this is a case of justice itself. It's not just a matter of whether you're selling the peas for too much money. And we still don't have the name of the Capitol Police officer who killed Ash Babbitt. Also, three months later, and we don't have the post-mortem on Officer Brian Signick. How strange. We will continue rebuilding the right here on America First.
Let there be no doubt. Big tech and the far left have joined forces to purge America of conservative views. So why exactly are we choosing to give these big tech companies all of our personal data? The battle lines have been drawn. Big tech has made it clear which side they're on. Now is the time to take a stance. Protect your personal data from big tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection. Express VPN. See Every device, whether you're on the phone, laptop, or on TV, has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search for stuff, watch videos, or even click a link, big tech companies can use that IP address to track all your activity and tie it back to you. When I use ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through their secure encrypted servers, so these companies can't see my IP address at all. My internet activity becomes anonymized, and my network data is encrypted. And the best part is, you don't need to be tech-savvy at all to use ExpressVPN. Just download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use every day. Visit expressvpn.com slash G-O-R-K-A. That's expressvpn.com slash G-O-R-K-A to get three extra months free. Go now to expressvpn.com slash Gorka and learn more. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they they're they're making a, a traffic stop uh, or or engaged in uh, situations that don't necessarily call for uh, for weapons. So I guess, Mr. Mayor, they're going to leave the guns back at the police station or when it's a traffic stop, they're going to lock them in the trunk of the car before they ask for that person's papers and for their registration. One of the most, by the way, guys, one of the most dangerous things a police officer can do in addition to serving a a warrant is a random traffic stop. We're talking to our good friends, Mike Gallagher. From the Salem Radio Network, he has the morning shift. He is a master of the radio arts. And now, crushing it on the podcast for Salem, Dinesh D'Souza. Follow them at Radio Talker Mike and Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Big, big advertisement with dozens of signatories. And this is, this is really a challenge for the right. I'm just going to read two sentences and then I'll count with the signatories. We stand for democracy. American democracy to work for any of us must ensure the right to vote for all of us. We feel a responsibility to defend the right to vote and to oppose any discriminatory legislation or measures that restrict or prevent any eligible voter from having an equal or fair opportunity to cast a ballot. This is being put in the Wall Street Journal after the biggest vote tally in American history. The largest amount of votes counted and cast, but somehow discrimination is such an issue that, and I'm just only going to do the A's, okay? Dozens of corporations, Accenture, AIG, 
Airbnb, Alphabet, the Google company, Amazon, American Airlines, American Express, and Apple. Let me give you some more. Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, J&J, Johnson & Johnson, MasterCard, Netflix, Target, Twitter, on and on and on. Gentlemen, have we ever seen the likes of this? Let me start with you, Dinesh. You wrote the United States of Socialism. Is this good for America to have corporations go this political? Well, first of all, we're, we're seeing something that is very odd, I think, in politics. Marx would be very surprised by it. And that is that labor and capital are on the same side. So think about it. But, but, uh, but, but, didn't, but, didn't, but didn't Lenin say that the capitalists will sell you the rope to hang them with? He, he absolutely did. And, but I think that, that claim assumed that there, these people are doing it sort of for market reasons. Now, I think that there are selfish reasons by, uh, behind why these corporations are acting this way. It's not that they've had a major epiphany about social justice. Their arguments make absolutely no sense. I mean, consider something as simple as this. We require ID in innumerable situations of life, right? You need to have ID in order to buy liquor. You need ID to... Uh, uh, get a gun. You need ID to get on a Delta flight. Uh, you need ID to get government benefits. You need ID for all kinds of things. Now, how can it be that getting that you that producing an ID is not racist in any of these contexts whatsoever? It's very legitimate for people to try to decide that you are who you say you are. But in this one context of voting, suddenly, mysteriously, the same act of identifying yourself to prove that you are who you say you are becomes racist. How can that be? The answer is it can't be, and it's not. So what these corporations, I think, are up to is something very different. They are trying to shift, change the lens in the camera. Uh, if, the, if the attention focused on class, I just saw a very interesting report uh, with two data points. One, uh, corporate CEO salaries have skyrocketed during the pandemic at a time when worker salaries have collapsed. And moreover, the corporations, like, for example, take something like the cruise lines. These cruise lines have been doing no business. They've been losing oodles of money, and yet their CEO pay has gone up. Now, normally, the CEOs would have to explain that. So here's their explanation. Don't ask me about that, because I'm against racism in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. So wow. basically, these guys are using their woke credentials to cover up the fact that they've got some pretty nasty economic benefits that have accrued to themselves when their companies are doing poorly, and they don't want to have to answer for that. They're, they're or, when, making... or, or, or when the Marxist uh, head of Black Lives Matter is caught buying mansions across California, if you point that out, you're a white supremacist. Uh, Mike, you've been doing talk radio for, for, for a year or two. Has it ever been this bad? Has the, has the woke karate ever so inveigled themselves into the corporate world? Oh, no. And the fear is they're just getting started. You know, these companies are making a calculation. They're, they're deciding that, okay, now that we have Biden in the White House and we have all of these angry mobs that are, that are engaged in activism, better to tick off the majority of Americans who aren't the mob. But this is the thing. This is such bad for business. You're right. Of course it is. It's, 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 gonna, it's backfiring on them. But see, they really – here's the difference. We don't really have a mob, nor would we want to be part of a mob, but the angry left is a mob. So you look at the difference between the, the, the cop who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt and, and uh, this officer in Minnesota. 
Well, they don't have they. We don't have a mob. There's a mob waiting to 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 uh, regale a community with looting and violence and destruction if a if a a cop isn't charged sufficiently with the mob. There's a the, so the mob mentality is what's driving these corporations and these businesses. Figure all right, let's keep the the, the woke crowd off of our back. And they and you're right, Seb. They don't recognize the millions and millions of Americans who are going to make a decision based on these companies' intention. You know, for efforts, our company Salem has put together um, a petition uh, in, inviting everybody to sign it. Support election integrity. If you go to sebgorka.com at the top of the page, stand with Georgia, and and you can go standwithgeorgia.com or go to the banner on the top of your page, Seb. And we're hoping that thousands and thousands of your listeners will sign this petition and know the truth about the Georgia election law. Common sense voter ID laws, uh, expanding voter access, this, this is not anything novel or crazy. Uh, but, but sign that petition because uh, there's strength in numbers, and I keep saying it, I say it all the time, there are more of us than there are of them. This is such, such a crucial point. The, the woke karate, the pink pussy hat parades, whatever it is, it is a fraction of a fraction. However, they have the loudest voices, do they not, Dinesh? Yes, and let me say what Mike said a different way that is maybe a little less favorable to us, and that is that the left has the ability to hurt these people, and we don't. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. listen to conservatives, they'll say things like, I'm not going to sign up for Disney Plus, and I refuse to shop at Target again. Now, this doesn't scare those guys, because they know that we are not coordinating some kind of a gigantic mass movement. A handful of individuals who do this is not going to be. Whereas on the left, they're very scared, not just of mobs jumping on cars. They're scared of just being called a racist by one guy on Twitter. So, (laughs) So the fear of that stigma is so great that literally they will call a corporate board meeting, uh, they will take a hit to the bottom line, they will do just about anything, they will clear the room to avoid that accusation being made. And so it's very easy for the left to get these people to grovel. If um, good and they men. play the race card on them, and that's why they're playing the race card in Georgia. If good men do nothing, evil wins, but that's why we're here. I'm Sebastian Gorka, this is Rebuilding the Rights. Relief Factor. Are you in daily pain? Have you found relief nowhere else? Just listen to Reggie from Florida. I have a lot of pain from aging, and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Powerful words. There's only one way to find out for yourself, but it's so simple. Order the three-week quick starter pack by calling 800 800- 583384 or go to relieffactor.com. It will be at your front door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and thousands of your fellow Americans. You've waited long enough. It's time to know. relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. Do it today. Relieffactor.com.
despair is un-American. It's time to rebuild the right. Here is your host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Officials from the Internal Affairs Division of the Metropolitan Police and the Department of Justice informed a representative of Miss Ashley Babbitt's family today of their determination. What was that de- determination? That there will be no consequences for her being killed by an undercover police officer, a plainclothes officer, on January the 6th. I've posted it right now on my Twitter feed, the official statement from the Department of Justice, Ashley Babbitt's death is now closed. And the most shocking of all is we don't even know the officer's name. Thank you, Dinesh D'Souza, for uh, informing us of that decision. Read the details on our Twitter feed. Follow him as well at Dinesh D'Souza and subscribe to his podcast. Let's uh, look at uh, the story that is perhaps causing a bit of embarrassment for left-wing radicals across the nation. The self-avowed Marxist black, I'm not doing this in the right order, black lesbian Marxist co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Khan Couleurs, has been uh, found to have purchased four homes recently for more than $3 million in America alone, with potentially some purchases outside the United States. Dinesh, it it seems like it pays to be a Marxist in America. I think there's a little suspicion that you and I rightfully have that a lot of this Marxist rhetoric is just a kind of halo or cover for opportunism. And... uh, This, by the way, is true of the socialists and Marxists around the world. Hugo Chavez died a billionaire. So these guys have realized that this Marxist rhetoric is useful in a project of self-enrichment. And I think what makes this all particularly funny is that Patrice Kahn-Kalors grew up in a neighborhood, a black neighborhood of Van Nuys, just just fairly close to the the white neighborhood where she bought the house. So she's basically (laughs) decided to skip town on the brothers and sisters and move perhaps where she thinks it's a lot safer and nicer, namely a place that is 1.4% black. Will there be any consequences for this story, or will it just be shrugged off by the left? I mean, already BLM BLM has made the statement, Dinesh, you saw it, that anybody who dares talk about this woman buying mansions, well, that's just white supremacy. So are you a white supremacist, Dinesh D'Souza? Well, no, but I, but see, I can. I, if I were, if I were advising Patrice Khan Colors, I would say something like this. I would say, Patrice, listen, we have a great get out of jail free card on this one. All you've got to say is that there are all kinds of white guys in the Democratic Party, starting with Biden, who have been enriching themselves while putting out a social justice ideology, collecting money from the Ukraine, from China, all over the world. Now, why would you deny a poor African-American who was raised in the inner city in being able to do the same kind of looting that has now become habitual among whites on the Democratic side of the aisle? Let me get in on the action, too. So your argument as strategic communications director for BLM (laughs) in some alternate universe is, hey, it's my turn to be corrupt. It's not just Joe Biden's turn. Is that right? Exactly. That we've got we've got a party that's now gangsterized and it's a rip-off operation and the, the the scheme is being carried out all over the world. People are getting rich off of climate change. People are getting rich off of 
making deals in the Ukraine, energy companies, selling high office. It started with the Clintons. There are many others who have gotten in on it. So Black Lives Matter is simply the latest uh, arrival in this self-enrichment scheme. And is it significant that the uh, chapter president of BLM for New York State, a man who was seen on Fox News uh, a year ago saying, if the system doesn't give us what we want, we're going to burn it down. Is it significant that he is calling for the, uh, the lady who bought the property to be investigated? Will the revolution eat itself, Dinesh? Well, I mean, it's a really good question. I've been trying to decode this guy's remarks. So he's like, this needs to be investigated. And I'm not sure whether he means I want to be in on the action. <laughs> in other words, part of his point might be this is really unfair that Patrice Khan Colors, who did nothing more than come up with the hashtag for Black Lives Matter, is now a multimillionaire. So, you know, Bernie Sanders has been has made off with multiple homes. The Bidens have. So this corruption is now becoming, I mean, at one point I would have said this is un-American. This is something that you see in third world countries. But we've been seeing it in America now for a while. So maybe, maybe her fellow revolutionaries are saying, hey, where's my cut? We will continue with the man behind the Dinesh D'Souza podcast, the United States of Socialism and Trump card, as well as Mike Gallagher momentarily. I'm Sebastian Gorka, the author of The War for America's Soul and your host for Rebuilding the Right, coming to you live from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Sadly, we're living under a Biden-Harris administration, and we all have to navigate the fallout of the barrage of executive orders. We have a good idea of what these are going to mean for the country. More debt, more regulations, slower growth, and higher taxes. Congress continues to expand spending, and the Fed has no choice but to keep printing money at an accelerated rate. This causes the dollar to fall and gold to increase. Add in recent talk of the so-called Great Reset, the multinational elite enacting a digital wallet currency and just think of the implications of all of this and exactly what it'll do to your personal finances the importance of owning physical gold and silver has never been stronger time to create your own gold standard with a call to the dealer i do business with call the experts at veteran owned midas gold group call 855-322-GOLD that's 855-322-4653 Online at MidasGoldGroup.com. I'm really excited. President Biden, as you know, and his new $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill, that broadband is a huge part of that. So, you know, and I've known Biden for 40 years when I was governor. I got a lot of money out of Joe Biden as vice president. I'll get a lot more as president. Incredible. Dinesh is right. Terry Terry McAuliffe now running as for governor of Virginia. Just saying it on an open Zoom call. I got a lot of money out of Vice President Biden. Just imagine how much money I'm going to get from him now as president. They are shameless, utterly shameless. But it's not just the lack of morals. It's also a little bit more disturbing than that. I'm going to show a video now to all of our viewers, our millions of listeners. I'll, uh, well, you'll hear it. This isn't made up. This isn't a joke. This isn't a skit. A family, a Democrat family, posted a video of themselves about to sit down 
to dinner when the mother remembers that they have to say grace. But it's a very strange kind of grace. And Mike's going to respond. Video cut 16. Play cut. Wait, wait, wait. We need to say grace first. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. It's a cult, Mike. There's a little girl there, maybe five years old, two young boys, a mother and a father, filming themselves at the dinner table saying, we got to say grace. We did it. Joe's going to be president. That's disturbing, isn't it? That can't be real. That can't be real. Shab, I'm telling, that's like finally the funniest, the real funny skit at Saturday Night Live that has been lacking for years. They right. finally had real humor on Saturday Night Live. No, it's it's beyond a cult. I mean, isn't it amazing how many things now are beyond satire? Things that are happening now and serious stuff. I mean, I, I, I want to go back to Minnesota for just a yeah. moment. You've got a mayor literally suggesting that police officers not carry their weapons on traffic stops. That's beyond satire. It's almost like a lot of these people are trying to be, become a parody of themselves. And, and this is what I mean about, and I also really believe that 2020 has contributed to the collective numbness. We're all numb. It's like, how, how much crazier can anything get? You, you know, the, 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 the J&J pause, six women out of seven million, and the whole country is in a pause now, uh, you know, which is going to upend likely the, the whole vaccine, vaccination distribution process and you know they're going to scramble and try to get it back but seb this we're down the look we are down the rabbit hole i mean we we are so use every cliche you know twilight zone craziness cults people saying things where where they they have such a lack of awareness that's what makes me crazy do you really think that that's normal to have grace like that but evidently they do, and then folks like you and I look at that and, and scratch our heads and say, this can't be real. So let, let's try and find some lessons from history. Uh, there was this movement, a collective group of hardcore leftists. Many of them were, in fact, uh, former Trotskyites, uh, like uh, Bill Crystal's father. And then they, they said that uh, the 1970s, the failure of the Great Society Project, uh, resulted in them, in, in them being mugged by reality. So the hardest of the hardcore left said, you know, this is nuts. And they became the neoconservatives. Now, I'm not, uh, not a fan of the neoconservatives, but I'm just looking at the phenomena. Mm -hmm. Is this what we have to wait for, Mike Gallagher, that, that the crazies are just going to say, uh, this is nuts? <laughs> so, so we need the crazies to come to their senses? <laughs> I'm asking you. You've I been know. around for a while. You've seen, you know, you've worked in the, the music industry. You've worked on Broadway. What, what, what can, you know, what is the natural progression? I, I you know, the tipping point is going to be, you're, you, you, you are, you've nailed it. I mean, honest to goodness, we can laugh about it. But when, when the extremists sort of have a, an epiphany and realize even we're going too far. When Democrats step up, you know, I mean, I, I, I have to give credit to Biden, and I disagree with 100% of, of Biden's agenda. When he said from the Oval Office the other day, 
uh, that there is no excuse for looting. There's no police shooting that excuses violence or looting. That's a lot more than Obama did. That's a lot more. I remember, you know, Obama calling police stupid. Remember the Harvard incident? Oh, yes. And the anti-police sentiment that seemed to emanate from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, you know, we, we see we see glimpses of sanity. We see little shreds of normalcy. But I also recognize and we all see how transparent the radicals are becoming. Marxism, Marxists, they used to hide. They used to not, now they come right out and say it. And they'll, and they'll point to the textbook definition of Marxism. A social, political, and, 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 and economic philosophy named after Karl Marx, e- examining the effect of capitalism on labor, productivity, economic development. They'll say that's what we are. We don't mind saying that. So at least they're transparent, at least, about how radical they've become. And, uh, and that, kind of cl- that kind of clarity is going is to Amer- open a whole bunch of Americans' eyes. How about those who don't say grace to Joe Biden and who don't see themselves as political? Could that be the saving grace that we manage to engage those who really haven't been paying attention and they wake up, Mike? And that's the process. The process is is refusing to sit on the sidelines any longer. You know, you've been a warrior for years. And I remember standing on a stage with you years ago where where, where you were in, in the crosshairs and you were just getting you know, eviscerated by these crazies. And, and I, I talked about the guts of, of a Sebastian Gorka, the courage it takes to stand up and not and not cower to the mob. And that's what it's going to that's that kind of courage that you've possessed all these years. This that kind of boldness is going to have to be embraced by 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 ordinary Americans who are used to being on the sidelines, who are used to being passive. Just say, like you said, you just stay quiet uh, and maybe they won't come after me. Well, we we got we we've got to see that transformation, and I truly believe we're seeing it. I love being optimistic. I, I like I'm a glass half full guy, and I see more and more when I get callers who say, "Mike, I'm engaged. Where do I sign this petition? How do I support your advertisers? How do I buy pillows? You tell me what we can do." I'm seeing a, way more of that than I ever have in the four decades or so that I've been a broadcaster. I see an aw- an awakening, sort of a, almost a revival. A, a spiritual and a political revival, and 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 I truly have confidence that that's 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 going to happen. We, when it does, would be a brighter day. We need a spiritual revival for the nation, and we need everyone who's listening to cleave to the truth every single day and speak the truth. We're talking to Mike Gallagher. Follow him at Radio Talker Mike. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Rebuilding the Right. Did you know if you act fast, you can get the best concealed carry permit certification that's available today from ConcealedCoalition.com? It's important you register for it today, as the anti-gun groups are trying very hard to take this right away from you. Fortunately, this website is still active, and certifications are available in all 50 states. Get certified and carry in up to 88% of the U.S., Concealed Coalition provides everything you need to get a concealed carry permit in your home state, allowing you to carry legally and with confidence. See if you qualify by answering six easy questions at ConcealedCoalition.com. Use the discount code CARRY to save 20% at checkout. One more time, that's the special discount code CARRY at ConcealedCoalition.com. Get certified and get protected at ConcealedCoalition.com. That's ConcealedCoalition.com. 
Vanity Fair, which, believe it or not, was once a magazine, published a story with the headline, Republican governors celebrate COVID anniversary with bold plan to kill another half million Americans. Tony Fauci, who apparently still reads Vanity Fair, he's the only one, agreed, quote, it's just inexplicable why you would want to pull back now. Inexplicable? Well, here's an explanation. We have a vaccine. Isn't that the point of the vaccine? So we can pull back now and get back to normal life? Whatever, shut up. If you're not watching us, the title there was Lord Fauci slams Texas for reopening. Tucker Carlson, we are rebuilding the right with our good friend Mike Gallagher. Follow him at Radio Talker Mike. Mike, it's not just politics, is it, that we're super politicized in everything we do, even what soft drinks we're going to drink or what we do at the ball stadium. How about some flipping common sense? If the vaccines are here and they work... Shouldn't that have consequences for us being able to live our lives again? And and are we allowed to even ask what you just asked? Because <laughs> right. you know the answer. We're not. We're not We're allowed not. to even question it. Don't you dare. Then you're a crazy tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy kook to even question how you understand there's more of a chance, a greater chance to be struck by lightning than to have six poor women have some kind of blood clot complication, including apparently one fatality out of seven million people yeah. from the from this vaccine. But here's the good news. Let me let me end with with some some optimism, some good news. In in Louisiana today, Representative Julia Letlow was sworn in. Uh, she she fulfilled that she won the special election for her late husband's seat. He died, uh, you know, earlier late last year. With her addition to Congress, Republicans now have 212 seats in Congress. The Democrats have 218. Democrats cannot lose more than two of their party's votes to pass any legislation as long as Republicans are unified. Guess what? There's no mandate for the left. There's no mandate for Democrats. We're split right down the middle as a country and certainly in in, in Congress. And we've got a lot of good things coming. We got we got sunlight on the horizon. We got good things headed our way. We just got to hang tight. We got to keep fighting. We got to be unified. Fabulous message from the man who teaches all of us. And if if you like what you are listening to, Mike Gallagher, Dinesh D'Souza, Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Lou Dobbs, all of our buddies on Salem, it only happens because of you. We're not NPR. This isn't PBS. And as I learned from my colleagues... If you want more of this, support the guys who support us, especially Mike Lindell, who is under the gun. 24 corporations trying to cancel him. Go straight to his website, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, to send the fascistic cancel culture leftist a message. You'll get up to 66% off. Use my name, 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code Gorka. Mike is right. We have to stick together now more than ever. Thank you. God bless. Mike Gallagher, Dinesh D'Souza. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Rebuilding the Right on America First. You know I love my pillow and how it literally changed my life. It's the pillow that won't go flat. You can wash it and dry it as many times as you want and it'll keep its shape. And it's made in the USA. 
Now, for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just twenty nine ninety eight. That's originally sixty nine ninety eight, forty dollars of savings, and kings are only five dollars more. That's the lowest price ever, just twenty nine ninety eight for the standard queen premium. And all my pillow products come with a sixty day money back guarantee and a ten year warranty. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code G. O-R-K-A. You'll find the most amazing offers and deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and the MyPillow Towel Sets. Call 800-829-8468. Use promo code G-O-R-K-A, MyPillow.com.